0: The following episode contains major plot points of movies. A spoiler warning is advised. This episode also contains topics that may be disturbing for some viewers, so viewer discretion is also advised.
1: Remember, just say no. Hi everybody, and welcome to the Abby Normal Podcast. I'm your host, Colin.
0: And I'm Aaliyah.
1: How's it going? I know it's been a while since you've heard from us.
0: Yep, this is a little later in the week that we will be posting this episode. So Mm -hmm. it's originally supposed to be posted on September 10th, but because of stuff that went on last week, it's a little delayed. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, so I've been through my hellish nightmare Mm -hmm. in the past week and a half.
0: Yeah, try to keep it under 300 words or less, please. Explain to the people what happened to you on September 1st.
1: So basically, I went to work... And I was about to be late, so instead of running, I actually, running to work instead of that, I uh, took my skateboard and um, skateboarded to the front entrance of the hospital, and um, I hit a creek in the road, and the gate, and the skateboard- A crack, well, not a creek. Oh no, no, I meant crack. I don't know why I say creek and crack, but anyway. So I hit a crack in the road, and the skateboard stopped. I flew in the air fell shoulder first into the pavement and my pole and my shoulder uh, popped so i had a dislocated shoulder
0: i also want a preference he's riding his skateboard from his van in the parking lot to the main entrance of the hospital
1: mhm
0: okay because every time i tell this story they seem to think that you are riding your skateboard to work from home yeah but no. i'm like no
1: no and I just felt like I didn't want to run that morning, so I was just like, you know what? I want to skateboard to the to the thing so I can get there a little faster. And that's what I did. And
0: and I will say, too, the crack that you hit, that you showed me, is a pretty sizable crack, which I don't know why you thought you can make it through.
1: I've done it before with other cracks and never hurt myself. So yeah, this probably one I, smaller
0: cracks that aren't going to do much damage to your body if yes. you hit it. But. So I
1: thought this one would work. No. Just well, but it didn't. So instead, I had my shoulder popped out, and it was, like, right out of my body, and it sucked.
0: You dislocated your shoulder, but in your mind, you thought you broke your arm. And you kept saying you broke your arm to... I
1: I thought I not only broke my arm, but I thought I broke my rotary cuff, too.
0: See, that's the thing that, again, when we were in the emergency room and you were talking about your rotary cuff, you kept talking about it like it's a bone that you break.
1: No, but it's a muscle.
0: Yeah, it's the... The nurse even said, it's a muscle that makes up your shoulder, but you don't break it, you pull it.
1: The whole point is that I dislocated my shoulder, I was on the ground, security ran over, brought me into the hospital.
0: Into an emergency.
1: Into an emergency. And, yeah, and as I was Mm -hmm. waiting for Aaliyah to come to the hospital, and also I talked to my boss and everything about the whole situation, she felt super bad. I accidentally popped in my own shoulder. Yeah, I might so hold back
0: in. I don't know how. My guess is that so they take you. So when they take you in an emergency, especially for like broken limbs, what they don't want to do is try to remove your shirt manually, like pull it over your head. Mm-hmm. They're gonna try to cut it off so that way they don't move your arms and yeah. do any more damage. And I wanted, my- but I think what happened was, I think what happened was you lifted up your arm to try to make it easier for them to take the shirt off.
1: No, that's not what happened, honey.
0: What happened You don't know. Why did you lift your arm in the first place?
1: The reason why I was lifting my arm, because since my arm was out of socket and it's very heavy and very much dead weight, I try to put my my arm on, you know, to balance and make sure it doesn't fall off or anything. So underneath it, I put pillows and comforters and stuff like that so I can balance my arm so it can be comfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. And as I was doing that, I popped it back in. I had a huge pop. I heard a huge pop from my shoulder. And I let out like a big scream, but it wasn't like as bad as I thought it would be. It was kind of like a nice relief when it popped back in. And I could, you know, move my arm around again. And it was actually really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And so they were saying that later on... That I got my x-rays, and because of me popping in my arm and you know and I and I fractured my my shoulder mm-hmm. for for popping back in so because of that they said I have a crack in my shoulder right here All right yeah so what they were gonna do is I gotta go see orthopedic so until then I'll be uh being on a sling for a while mm-hmm. That's how you're going to see me, see me now, as the guy with the sling. So, yeah. So, that's what's going to be happening. And for all you that are concerned and everything, I am okay. Yeah. I am perfectly fine. I am safe at home. And Aaliyah has been so much help with me, to, you know, through this time. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate her more than anything.
0: And I would say it was a very stressful day. But the thing with Colin is that he doesn't fully divulge a lot of details when he announces things to me right away so when i got the text from him that he was in emergency this is how he started it he said it looks like i'm not coming into work today and i'm like why it's like seven forty-five in the morning he's should be at work by now and he should so i thought for a second that you had gotten fired and then no. let you go no
1: why would they fire me like
0: i don't know this dog, i don't know you've gotten in trouble two. with yeah i would
1: really just get a written write-up
0: The point is, is that I thought you were in trouble. You were being let go and you were coming home.
1: No.
0: Then I get the following text that says, I broke my arm and I'm in the emergency room. Before that text, I had talked to you 30 minutes prior. You were in the car.
1: Well, 15 minutes prior. The
0: the, pro, the point is is that I had talked to you earlier before that text. You were in your car on your way to work. So I thought you had gotten into a car accident.
1: No, I tried. And I had broken your
0: arm in the process. Yeah, no. It freaked me out. So when you told me that you dislocated your shoulder instead of breaking your arm. I was like, okay, so that's an easy fix. Hopefully, we'll be okay. Yeah. And you had told me over the phone, well, actually, I managed to pop it back in place. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. What does that mean for you, then? I'm like, are you going to go home?
1: Well, I don't know. That's, so, yeah.
0: you told me that they were do- going to do x-rays and some other tests, and they were going to let you know what happened. And I was like, okay. So, I managed to get down there with the help of a friend, and... I get in there and I'm sitting with you. I walk with you to your CT scan. I walk with you back to the emergency room and we're waiting for the doctors. We're talking to the nurses and we're doing all this stuff. And like you said, what they think happened was that you popped your shoulder back in place and caused that fracture in your shoulder socket. Mm -hmm. And that's why you have to be careful with your arm. You have to wear your arm in a sling for... A while, at least until you see orthopedics, which yeah. probably won't be for another few days. Yeah,
1: it won't be till Thursday. So,
0: so yeah. that being said, we're hoping that Colin makes a speedy recovery. Hopefully he won't need to have surgery because you seem to be doing okay for the most
1: part. Yeah, I just can't bring my shoulder up. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, you just I can't mean, move your arm yeah, up I and I can't down. bring my
1: arm. Yeah, because if I do, like I, I've done it a few times. I've heard little like cr- crackings and stuff like that. Little snaps and stuff, but other than that, it's totally fine, and I should be okay as long as I don't fully mess with it. Right. I'm kind of, and I've actually been uh, taking off clothes and getting dressed and stuff by myself more.
0: Which is good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So at least I'm having that speedy recovery, so that's good. Yeah. And good part is that Grease Creepers don't have to cancel any of their shows now because we have a fill-in drummer.
0: That was another thing I was kind of worried about, too, especially when they said it was a fracture. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if it's a fracture, that's going to take a while to heal.
1: Yeah, about six to eight weeks. Sometimes six to 12. But with my little fracture that I have, especially with the crack, it will be definitely less than 12 weeks. That's for sure.
0: Sorry. I'm trying to get the dogs to stop grunting at each other. But the point is, is that I was worried about you not being able to do your shows. But like you said, you found a replacement drummer who's willing to fill in for you guys for your upcoming show on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And... Hopefully if you recover by the time you get to your October shows, you'll be able to play the
1: October shows. Yeah. But until then, we'll just see what happens. And right. Joe, who's been a, a huge help, he mm-hmm. is, he's such a great guy. I've known him for years, especially when he was a drummer for the band House Majority. They're still a band, but mm-hmm. they're, um, he's a great guy. And just for him to really like help us out, and he mm-hmm. loves our band and knows the stuff, and it just works that way. Yeah. So... So, Joe Rossi, thank you very much, man, if you're listening to this. I love you, bro. Mm -hmm. And with that, should we get into our subject of the day?
0: Sure. So, this week's episode, we're going to be covering the movie It Follows.
1: Great fucking movie.
0: I did my research on this film. It is an independent film. It's highly considered an independent film amongst others. And very excited to talk about this one because the funny thing about It Follows is that it's not necessarily... Well, the concept is pretty out there. It's girl getting cursed through sexual intercourse, and as a result, she gets followed by an entity that walks slowly towards her. And the whole point is that she can either keep running away from this thing until it eventually catches up to her and gets her, or she can have sex with another person and then pass the curse on to them. Mm-hmm. And... The funny thing about this, and I don't know if my mom really listens to the episodes or not, but if this movie had been around when I was in high school, she could have used this as ammo to really discourage my sister and I from having sex as teens. Yeah. Oh my. Yes. <laughs> I come from a very sheltered home, so <laughs> having yes. having relationships of any romantic type was not approved in my mom's household, growing up. So anyway, yeah. and
1: you, that's, why um, you watch, um, that's why you never watch. That's why you never watched Labyrinth till you were like twenty-two oh no. or twenty-three.
0: Oh no, she watched Labyrinth.
1: Oh. She
0: had no problem with like eighties fantasy films. I thought she it was the first didn't...
1: time watching with me.
0: No, I, it's just because that back then it wasn't really my thing. But yeah, besides the point. The wow. point is, is that she would have loved this movie if she watched it. Yeah. It's a very weird movie, but it's a very—it's one she can get down with. Anyway, <laughs> so shall we get into the fun stuff of the movie? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So it was released on March 25th of 2015. It has a runtime of an hour and 34 minutes, and was directed by David Robert Mitchell, and it was produced by Northern Lights Film, Animal Kingdom Two Flints and was distributed by Radius TWC. Now, for those of you who don't know, TWC stands for the Weinstein Company, mm-hmm. which we all know about the Weinsteins. Harvey Weinstein in particular was a big part of the Me Too movement, not in a good way. He was arrested in 2018 for sexual allegations and sexual assault charges, and that's all well and good, For us right now, because what happened as a result of that, the company went bankrupt and was bought out by Lantern Entertainment. And they own most of their library and assets. So on May 1st of 2018, Lantern Capital won the studio's bankruptcy auction. So like I said, Harvey Weinstein gets arrested for sexual assault and rape charges and... Mm. His brother, I think it's Bob Weinstein, was forced to file for bankruptcy because nobody wanted to work with them anymore. So they eventually put the company up for auction. Lantern Capital won the auction, and now they own the rights to everything under the Weinstein company. So Hmm. as far as that goes, we don't have... I shouldn't say we don't have to worry about movies that were produced... By the Weinstein's because they no longer own the rights to it. Sure, they may have had a part or a hand in the production and the distribution of those movies, but they don't own them. If they still owned them, we wouldn't be talking about this movie today.
1: No, we wouldn't.
0: So, with that being said, the film's concept was based on a reoccurring nightmare that David Robert Mitchell had, or he used to have, where he would be stalked by a predator that walked slowly towards him. Mitchell also stated that John Carpenter and George A. Romero have influenced most of his creative and cinemographic choices, which is evident
1: with the score. Yeah, the score I can see because it definitely has that keyboard like synth, John Carpenter feel.
0: Synth keyboard esque vibes. Yeah, with well, John especially, Carpenter synth feels, yeah. Especially if you remember from 1978's Halloween where sometimes like when Michael Myers just walks into the frame from out of the darkness you hear that like something like that to that effect they you can hear something similar to that throughout this movie and then I hear it like after the 45 minute mark and I'm like wait a minute I'm like that sounds exactly like Halloween so he does have a lot of he does get a lot of influence from those two directors, which is yeah. very. Well, John much
1: Carpenter there. does a lot of his own film scores, and a lot of his films he's done.
0: And George A. Romero directed Night of the Living Dead, right? Yeah. Okay, because that makes more sense. Because, like I said, the way the en- the way this entity walks is exactly how the zombies in Night of the Living Dead walk too. Oh. I don't. I don't know if that's like.
1: I feel like the- they had more of the Michael Myers walk.
0: Well, again, I don't know if that's like part of the whole. Nightmare aspect of it, but I thought that was an interesting choice.
1: Yeah.
0: So, as far as the score goes, Disaster Peace recorded the score for the film because the director, David Robert Mitchell, was a huge fan of the video game Fez, which was released in 2012, which Disaster Peace did the music for. Hmm. I don't know. Have you heard of that before?
1: No, no. Nah. I've actually never heard of the video game Fez either.
0: Okay. So, the movie stars Malika Monroe as Jay Height, Jake. Wary as Hugh, Keir Gilchrist as Paul, Lily Seppe as Kelly, Olivia Lucardi, I believe is how you pronounce her last name, but she plays Yara Davis, and Daniel Savato as Greg. And Jay is short for Jamie. It's a tribute to Jamie Lee Curtis. And in the film, Jay's sister is named Kelly, and Jamie Lee Curtis also has a sister named Kelly Curtis. So, it's a huge homage to that. Also, the girl Annie from the opening scene is a nod to the character Annie Brackett from John Carpenter's Halloween. Ah. So, there's a whole lot of Halloween influences in this film.
1: I can see that. Which is
0: probably why I like this movie a lot. I can see that. So, this film and Don't Breathe, which both starred Daniel Savato, were filmed in Detroit.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So, this is all in Detroit? Okay. Well, this
0: movie takes place in Detroit... The problem is, is that nobody knows what time or era this movie takes place in. Okay. Because you get a little bit of different, like, fashion styles in this movie. Mm -hmm. The movie also takes place, like, throughout different seasons. Like, first we get summer, then we get a (laughs) bit of, like, Mm fall-esque vibes. Some of, like, the warmer clothes. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we see kids sitting outside in the dark when it's, like freezing outside
1: i liked it i like doing that growing up You used to sit outside when it was like cold out yeah and just kind of like either sit on the roof or you're sitting out like in your front yard Mm-hmm. i like that shit i miss that
0: how did you feel about the movie overall though
1: the movie i've always known about for since it re- since it was released and i always liked it because it definitely has that old school vibes to it Mm-hmm. especially the musical score there that he was kind of influenced by with john carpenter Right. And that's why I really did, not only because of that, why I dig the movie, but it's just like the premise is just, I'd never really seen it in any other film, especially what they were going for.
0: It's like they took the trope in slasher movies. You know how, like, Mm -hmm. you have a group of teenagers. And you don't have sex.
1: Or if you have sex, you're going to die. Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: very Scream-esque. They took that trope and they ran with it. Like, if you have sex, you are literally going to die.
1: Yeah, and the way that they killed the kids, too, especially the ones who were chasing them, is fucking morbid.
0: Oh, yeah. We will get to that part in a minute. Yeah. So, with that being said, shall we get into the plot?
1: Yeah, I thought we were first get
0: into the plot well we were getting into a little bit of like the intro like we usually do all right
1: we'll go ahead
0: so the movie opens with teenager annie marshall running out of her house acting like someone or something is following her despite appearing distressed she denies that she needs help from bystanders she runs back inside her house then runs out with car keys and drives off later that night annie sits alone on a beach and tells her parents over the phone she loves them the next morning, her mutilated corpse is shown on the beach. So it's a very like quick flash moment where she like she's sitting there on the beach with her phone, mm-hmm. sitting in the headlights of her car, watching something coming towards her. And then in the next instant, we get a close up of her dead face on the beach and then a wide shot of her body and her leg is like bent and broken at an, at an angle. It's so messed up. Yeah. But yeah. So, college student Jay Height goes on a date with her new boyfriend, Hugh. The couple play a game involving people watching. When Hugh points out a girl in a yellow dress, Jay says she cannot see the girl. Yep. Hugh becomes anxious and asks that they leave. On another date, Hugh and Jay have sex in his car where he knocks Jay out with chloroform afterwards.
1: Which is fucked.
0: It is very fucked. Yeah. She wakes up bound to a wheelchair where Hugh explains that she is cursed by an entity that can take on the appearance of anyone, family, friend, or stranger.
1: I wish she did this differently than, you know, using chloroform, you know. Chloroform? Yeah. Well he could explain it better to her than doing that to him. Well, to her.
0: I think too like how do you explain something like that to somebody normally? Like after you have sex and you, you just turn and look at them and be like Oh hey, by the way, um, I passed on a curse to you, so you might want to go have sex with somebody else so that you don't die hmm. by an entity that only you but and how, I
1: can see. But how does he even know that works?
0: Because that's what he did. Because hmm. uh, apparently he... My guess is that, and this was my theory in the beginning, I think he had sex with Annie and to pass it on to her, and then she died, and then it got pushed back to him. Which is the whole point of this... This curse, right?
1: It's ridiculous, yeah.
0: Right. So she wakes up bound to a wheelchair where Hugh explains that she is cursed, like I said. It only moves at a slow pace, but will always find her at all times. If it catches Jay, it will kill her, and the curse will fall back to the previous person to have passed it on, which is Hugh. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Hugh waits until the entity, taking the form of a naked woman, who I guess we find out later on is actually his mother...
1: Which is so fucking weird. But this is not,
0: this also, this also is not the first time that the entity will take on the form of the victim's parent. We will come to find out later on. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, Hugh waits, like I said, uh, slowly approaches them to prove Jay is being followed. Then urges Jay to have sex with another person soon. He drives Jay home and flees, but not without advising her to have sex with someone else to pass the curse on. The next day, the police could not find Hugh, who was living under a false identity. By the way, that scene, and it's it's a very, like, it almost seems like a very normal scene up until that moment where Hugh pulls up to Jay's house and, like, dumps her in the road and then drives off. Yeah. So it's Kelly, Kelly's Jay's sister, their friends, Yara and Paul... And they're all sitting out in the back patio, or the front patio, I should say. And they're, oh, no.
1: They're coming! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
0: going to keep that in there, but our, something popped up on our screen, and it took the whole, like, recording program away. And I'm like, oh, no, did we just lose our recording?
1: <laughs> when you said, oh, no, it made me think of, like, the the, <laughs> the being from It Follows that, like, saw you, and it's walking over your way.
0: Right. Oh, I'm my I'm like, gosh. it's coming! I lost my train of thought, but I think I can... Get back on track. Anyway. I don't don't
1: know if you can, but okay.
0: But, so, Kelly and her friends are playing a card game. And they're talking about Jamie and they're talking about everything. And then Hugh pulls up, opens the door, throws Jay out, tells her, you know, make sure you pass it on, and then pulls off. And then that freaks everybody out. The cops are called. The neighbors are watching. Greg's judgmental-ass mother is judging from her fucking living room window. That bitch. Anyway. Um... But it's a very, like, scary moment. Like, imagine being a sister, like a girl, and watching your sister get dumped on the road like that. Yeah, After exactly. a date.
1: can't believe he fucking did that, too.
0: Yeah, and it's so fucked up. And not only do the set props prevent the viewer, like I said, placing the year, the clothing prevents the viewer from placing the time of year. And throughout the film, short durations... Clothing range from coats to jackets to t shirts and swimsuits yeah. during the day.
1: Yeah. it's just a mod it's just what it is today.
0: And I kinda like that yeah. too because it's not
1: old school, it's not they're not going back to a different setting. It's just today and what it is today.
0: Right, and like exactly because I think if you're so caught up in the story you don't even realize like what Era this movie's supposed to take place. Mm. Like the only thing that we know is apparently Yara has this little compact shell thing that works as like a fo- like a flip phone almost, but it's like a whole ass screen. Huh. And she's like reading her little like fan fiction shit on it. Yeah. And she just sits there with her little compact shell phone screen and reads fan fiction. That's all she does. And sleeps in the car mm. all the time.
1: Gotcha.
0: If she's not doing one thing, she's sleeping. Anyway. It's- so, at school, Jay sees the entity as an old woman in a hospital gown following her. She's invisible to others. Jay flees to her sister Kelly and her longtime friends, Paul and Yara. Again, I Yara has no major purpose of being in this movie. No. And Paul is just a little dickhead. I don't like Paul either. I don't like any of these friends. They are such bad friends. So... They spend the night in Jay's house to support her. Someone smashes a window and Paul investigates but sees no one. Jay then sees the entity as a disheveled, urinating, half-naked woman walking toward her and runs upstairs to her bedroom.
1: That shit was so fucking funny when I saw that. I was like, oh my god. You're like, what the fuck
0: is that? (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like,
1: they're urinating. (laughs)
0: Right. I'm like, my fucking god. Anyway... When a tall man steps into the doorway, Jay flees the house by bike. With the help of their neighbor, Greg, who I also don't care for, the group discovers Hugh's real name is Jeff Redman and finds his home. Jeff explains how he got the curse after a one-night stand and the only salvation is to sleep with someone else and encourage them to do the same.
1: Oh, wow.
0: He suggests that Jay drive to a distant location to buy herself time to think. Now, again... I don't like any of these people. I mean, Jay and Kelly are definitely like ride or die sisters. Like, they are there to support one another. They are there for each other. And for the most part, Kelly cares for Jay and vice versa. I don't like Paul. And I'm going to tell you why. And it's going to come off as a little ranty, but hear me out.
1: It is a little ranty, but yeah.
0: But here's the thing, and I always hate when movies do this, but they always include a main character, oftentimes female, standalone, has no romantic interest, no uh, prospects of a relationship. And all those things are well and fine. You don't need to give a female lead a romantic interest all the time. But what I can't stand is about Paul is that it's obvious to everybody, including the audience, even the, the, his friends, Kelly and Yara, even the and, and Jay. Mm-hmm. No, like everybody knows that Paul likes Jay and wants to be with her. Yeah. Okay. But obviously, Jay does not see him that way. Right. Mm-hmm. And what we need to understand is that just because you have feelings for somebody does not mean you are entitled to that somebody. Yeah. Right? Like, just because Paul likes Jay does not mean she is entitled to reciprocate those feelings. So what drives me nuts throughout this movie is when we see her have these moments with these other like male characters. We see Paul get a little tiffed because she's not with him. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but she is not entitled to reciprocate your feelings. You need to get over it and you need to move on. Like, Again, I can't get over the fact of how annoyed I was with this person. Because it's like the most bullshit, douchey male thing to do. And I hate it. Yeah. So, I digress. In some scenes involving crowds, there are some people seemingly walking slowly in the background toward Jay and her friends. This is to give give the viewers a sense of anxiety over the possibility of any of those people being the entity. This, combined with the fact that most of the film was shot with wide-angle lenses, gave the film a more expansive, intimidating feel. And I really like that. Mm -hmm. Like, Especially there's this one scene, and I had to point it out to you, but there's a scene where after they go to Jeff's school to find out that his name is not really Hugh, um, they're back in the car... And Greg and Jay are sitting up front and Paul, Kelly, and Yara are sitting in the back with Yara's pokey ass sleeping next to Kelly. And yeah. they're talking about what the next plan or what's the, what the next step in the plan is going to be. And through the front windshield of the car, you can see a girl like in the far background walking towards the car. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... That is creepy. And you don't notice it until the lens starts to focus past the windshield and to that person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is really interesting. Again, it's very intimidating. Yeah.
1: Which I like the the shots that they do in this. Like, Mm -hmm. all the cinematography, like, the shots, the far shots, or even just, like, everywhere they show... Especially with the um, thing chasing them.
0: Yeah, wide shots. Yeah. It doesn't chase, it just follows. Not chase, you know what It I just mean. walks. It just walks. And right.
1: Then, and you see like a PO, it's like a POV shot too. Right. Especially with the, uh, with the people.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. Mm. So Greg drives the group to his family's lake house and shows Jay how to shoot a revolver. The next day, down by the lake, the entity arrives in the form of Yara and attacks Jay from behind by grabbing her hair in front of her friends. Paul saves Jay by striking the entity with a chair and is violently shoved away.
1: And he got a big scar out of it, too.
0: Yeah. The group hides in the boathouse, and Jay shoots the entity, but it continues pursuing. Mm -hmm. Jay drives away in Greg's car and crashes, waking up in a hospital with a broken arm. Trying to buy herself time, Jay has sex with Greg in the hospital. And this really... How's that phrase go? Um like it pisses Paul off, but there's another phrase for it. Like
1: twice the big one?
0: No. Mm. That's that's dying, honey. That's no. that's another phrase for dying. <laughs>
1: yeah, well yeah, but there's plenty of that in here.
0: No, like really sticks to his cry, you know what I mean? Is that how it goes? Yeah. It just really like because all this time, like nobody knows what Jay is going through and but they can see how scared she is of this thing. And Paul is like well, if you really think that this thing is happening, you can have sex with me and I can, t- I can take it on for you. And she's like, no, 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 no. First of all, that is not something to be chivalrous over. I have to keep that in mind, too, about Paul. He's not just doing this because he wants to save Jay. He just wants an excuse to have sex with her for the sake of having sex with her. And that pisses me off. I would be the good friend and be like, okay, let's find some fuckface who deserves to die. (laughs) Like, that would be me. I would be using this curse to take out all the fuckfaces. But that's just me.
1: Yeah, well, you just like to go after people.
0: I am very petty that way. I am very petty that way.
1: This is why I'm glad I'm not one of them. Right.
0: So, (laughs) again, she has sex with Greg. This pisses off Paul. And for a while, Greg does not see anything. Mm -hmm. Greg claims not to see the entity to the group. Days later, however, Jay sees the entity in the form of Greg walking towards Greg's house. It smashes a window and enters. Jay runs into the house and sees the entity in the form of Greg's half-naked mother. Like we mentioned earlier, this thing can take on the form of family and friends to give you a false sense of security to make you feel more comfortable approaching it. That's the whole point. Yes. So, when Greg answers the knocks, the entity attacks and kills Greg. By the way, the way this thing kills people, it literally fucks people to death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that scene where it looked like the mother was having sex with uh, the son. Yeah, not only that.
0: Not only that, just like Annie in the beginning, she had Greg's leg pushed so far back on his feet fucking head. that mm. that could be how his like, snaps. Jay flees by car and spends the night outdoors. On a beach, Jay sees three young men on a boat. She partially undresses and walks into the water. Back home, Paul, willing to take the risk, like I said, mm-hmm. asks Jay to pass it on to him, but mm-hmm. she turns him down.
1: Yeah.
0: We don't need your chival- chival- you
1: chivalry. Chivalry. that chivalry.
0: We don't need that that's not what this is. Yes. This is not what this is. This is some fuckboy trying to come up with an excuse to get laid by the girl of his dreams. And that's not... I don't like that. We do not need to settle to be cursed upon just because you want to get laid by your dream girl. But that's just me. So the group plans a last-ditch effort to kill the entity by luring it into a swimming pool and dropping electrical devices into the water... Jay waits in the pool until the entity arrives in the form of her deceased father. Like I said, it will take on the form of family members, which is pretty fucked up. Instead of entering the pool, however, the entity throws the devices at Jay. Firing at an invisible target, Paul accidentally hits Yara, but shoots the entity twice before it falls into the pool. Not only Paul... Can't get a fucking break, which he doesn't fucking deserve one, but he doesn't know how to fucking aim and shoot well and hits one of his friends. And do they die? No, Yara's fine. She lives unfortunately. But <laughs> but Paul still But Paul has like the worst fucking <gasps> aim, he's the worst fucking friend, and I don't like Paul. We don't 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 be a Paul. <laughs> Guys, don't be a Paul. As it pulls Jay underwater, Paul shoots it again and Jay escapes. When Paul asks if it is dead, Jay approaches the pool and silently watches as it fills with blood. Back at Jay's house, unfortunately, Jay and Paul have sex.
1: Yes, Jay!
0: No. That night, Paul drives through town and has sex with a sex worker. Later, Jay and Paul walk down the street holding hands as an unknown figure walks behind them.
1: So they become a couple.
0: I don't like that, though. I don't like it. But whatever. Dream your crazy dream.
1: Someone's got to dream and make it come true.
0: Fuck face. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> following overwhelmingly positive first weekend reception from critics and audiences, the film's originally planned VOD slash theatrical release was canceled in favor of a theatrical only release. The film was supposedly more violent in the initial scripts, and they were all toned down to secure an R rating.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Yep. No. But
0: that is the movie it follows, and again, I like the concept, but I think that the characters are just terrible in their own way.
1: They're just awkward teens, just have a weird way of doing things, and you know, and they're just having sex.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but yeah. But I do find the, the movie very entertaining. Right. I mean, there's a few laughs here and there, but it's mostly just serious and super awkward between these teens. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's kind of like if Wes Anderson made a horror movie with teens. Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, Almost like that. I just can't get over how annoying Paul is. I'm sorry, but he just he just really grinds my gears. Like he really does. I don't like All right. him. All right,
1: Peter Griffin, calm down.
0: No, he just really annoys the shit out of me. Like, dude, get a life. Get a get a new hobby. Like,
1: well, get you, some
0: new friends. Well,
1: you talk to Paul about that and see what he says.
0: Get some new friends. Preferably one who don't have hot sisters that you can ogle over.
1: Yeah, and he kissed both the sister and the other sister.
0: Yes. They even see thank you. They bring up the fact that he not only kissed Jamie when they were kids, but he also kissed Kelly, her sister. And I'm like, again, this just proves that you don't you don't care about, about
1: anyone but yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. You exactly. selfish bitch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because you know why guys do that? You know why guys do that? If they can't have one, they're gonna settle for the other. Yeah. Which is disgusting.
1: It is disgusting. And I don't like it.
0: <laughs> it it it's, it's so it's so bad. It would be like if you tried getting with me, but I shot you down. Then you try making a pass at my sister. Like, that's not okay to do to anybody. So, again, I'm going to keep saying it until the day I die. Don't be a Paul. What? I'm just saying.
1: Ew. I would not do don't, that.
0: Well, then don't be a Paul.
1: I'm not going to be a Paul. Don't my, be a Paul. My dad was a better Paul. Oh, a, yeah, he that's was, right. He was a, yeah, my dad's name is Paul. Respect the name, damn it.
0: Well, don't be this Paul Yeah, from I don't want to be that
1: teenage Paul.
0: Yeah, teenage Paul from It Follows. My like dad douche.
1: Paul is a great guy.
0: But you want to know what's funny to me? It's like, see, this type of Paul, if he were really doing the noble thing...
1: He like, wouldn't be doing what he's doing in the movie.
0: Right. Like, I'm not saying that what Greg did was any better. Again, at the end of the day, he got laid, right? Mm-hmm. But... Also, at the end of the day, he died from this thing that he didn't believe in until it was too late. Right? Yeah. And I think, too, at the end of the day, whether you tell people or not that you have this curse and you're about to have sex with them, to pass it on and get it off your back. It's not going to help anybody, you know, if if you can't. I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like both Greg I, and...
1: What? I, I know where you're getting
0: I just feel like like, both Greg and Paul both did what they did for the sake of getting laid. Not because they wanted to help Jamie get over this thing that they thought that she was just making up in her head or whatever. But Mm -hmm. the fact that, like, oh, well, if I just have sex with her, not only will she go back to normal, but I will get to have sex with her. It's like, no, you, you don't believe this as much as you should. And then Paul doesn't believe any of it until he gets thrown back at the beach. And Greg being the pissant that he is, went to take a piss, which is why he missed that whole debacle on the beach. Because they run into the boathouse and grab the revolver and start shooting at the thing, but it keeps blowing past the entity and hitting Greg. Almost hits Greg. So I'm like... Exactly. I'm like, you're not really helping if you don't... Like, I don't know. Honey? I just feel like nobody's helping this girl in this movie.
1: Honey, don't let this bother you, okay?
0: It's just such an annoying... These characters are so annoying.
1: Just just let it go.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> Alright, but other than that, did you enjoy the movie?
0: For the most part, I again I like the concept. I just wish it had more endearing characters that weren't just in it for the sex, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, but never that never works like that, honey. I mean there's a few movies that work like that, but not all of them. I mean I if you've ever seen one too many slasher movies, they're all sleazy bitches.
0: I feel like it would have been more interesting, though, if it were, like, if it were people that you wouldn't normally expect to have sex.
1: Like a guy who doesn't have sex often?
0: Like, yeah, like a Sex Anonymous member.
1: <laughs> or an asexual?
0: Or a priest.
1: Um, <laughs> depends on which Or not priest. a priest,
0: but, like, a nun, for example. There you go, there's a good example.
1: Uh, well, actually, no, that's true.
0: Like a nun mm-hmm. or a monk. Or an Amish kid. Ooh, can you imagine an Amish kid having the curse? Oh my god. Oh, that would be. Oh no, they would no, be. They would. they would be seeing the entity walking towards them and be freaking the fuck out. And then all the other Amish people would think that he's possessed by the devil. And then they yeah. try to form an exorcist, which would not help anybody. No, because that and, thing would
1: kill everyone.
0: Yeah, because you, you're strapping him in one place. He can't move. Yeah. The entity is eventually going to come grab him and fuck his brains out and then die.
1: Yo, can you just? Oh my god! Don't even get me. No. <laughs>
0: and think yeah. about it too. That it is part of the Amish tradition. And I the, think it's called Rumspringa. Uh, uh,
1: where Rumspringa.
0: Rumspringa. Yeah. But the point is, is that it's um. like a, it's an Amish rite of passage, where young adult Amish kids will go out into the world and experience the modern world. To. You know, make their own choices in life if they want to continue living the Amish lifestyle or not. Yeah. it's it's a very interesting concept. But I think that concept, if that were applied to it, would have been very interesting. But that again, that's just me.
1: Oh, okay. But <laughs> what? I forgot. I forgot where I was going to go with this. But you know what? I actually enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. I like it. It's yeah. Yes. But no, other than that, I think uh, we cover most of our tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What was about to say... You think we're good on this subject today?
0: Yeah, I think we covered everything we needed to cover. Uh, You told me what you thought about the movie. I told you what I thought about the movie. And
1: honestly, like, if you guys have not seen this movie, that's okay because it's still on Netflix until they get rid of it and you can go and check it out It's also on
0: Paramount Plus right now. Is it really? Well, at least for September of 2023. Wait, wait.
1: Is it? I thought it was on Netflix.
0: No.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. It used to be. Now it's on Paramount Plus. For now. For now, so if you guys go check it out on Paramount, Paramount Plus, if you have it, watch the movie. I we totally recommend it.
0: Or do what I do and just Google "It Follows" and see what other streaming services it's under.
1: It's just on Paramount Plus. Everything well, else, again, to for, for now. Yes. we're
0: recording this on September of 2023, so it's not going to stay on Paramount Plus forever. Yeah, I know. But you know what is going to be on Paramount Plus probably for a good while.
1: Forever. What
0: Hereditary.
1: Hereditary is already on Max.
0: But it's also, it was on Showtime for a while, and we have Showtime paired with our Paramount Plus. So if it's not on Showtime anymore, it's It's probably still on Showtime. It's on Max. The point is, we're going to be covering Hereditary next week.
1: Oh shit, are we? Wait, wait, did we talk about it? Yeah. I didn't talk about that with you.
0: Well, you watched it recently, so I figured why not.
1: Oh yeah, it's an A twenty four movie.
0: It's A twenty four, and it was produced by a few other independent companies, which we will get into next week.
1: Yeah, so actually, I'm looking forward to that conversation. So yeah, yeah stick to the next, uh, stick around for the next episode.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: And that has been the Abby Normal podcast. I'm your host, Colin,
0: and I am Leah.
1: Signing off, saying.
0: So I was actually going to do the sign off this week, but I had a joke lined up in light of Colin's shoulder injury, but I could not for the life of me remember what it was at the time of the recording. So this is the sign off. He was a skater boy. She said, eat the pavement boy. As always, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are currently on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe, or a nice review for our podcast. It helps boost your show positively. You can also follow us on Instagram and now on TikTok.